This is Wilson from F3 Dayton with your weekly QSource topic, where we review a chapter of the QSource while also hearing a classic episode of the 43 Feet podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet. This week's topic from the book is Q1.10, Prayer, the daily discipline of talking with the Creator in order to build faith. It's so very interesting that Dread includes these tidbits scattered throughout the QSource regarding its Christian worldview. In this cue point, he adds an additional disclaimer as F3 is open to all men of all faiths or of no faith. As I was reviewing this topic, I was reminded of a verse from the New Testament, Hebrews 11.6, that says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who approaches him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I see that as just another way of recognizing the need to be accelerating in faith. There is no coasting. And notice the subheading of this topic. The daily discipline of talking with the Creator, not to. If we have a relationship with mammon, and we do, then we should also have a relationship with the Creator. And relationships are a two-way street. Well, at least healthy ones are. Dredd has written three main points regarding prayer. The first point being that a virtuous leader must have faith. Faith is a man's right relationship with his Creator. A man cannot live, lead, or leave right unless he is accelerating this relationship along with his fitness and fellowship. He does it in three ways, through prayer, study, and meeting. Secondly, prayer provides answers. A mascot can fake his faith through mere attendance at church, synagogue, or mosque, and by mouthing of whatever pious-sounding dogmas that accompany his self-proclaimed or goo-driven worldview. But that only works for the mascot. The high-impact man needs more. He needs to know the truth so he can live it out. Like every other aspect of his life, as a high-impact man, he demands the real thing, to actually be rather than to merely seem. Because he is a pro, the high-impact man seeks the truth so that he can get prepared for the expected and be prepared for the unexpected. Ultimately, the ancient man finds himself asking the same things that we still ask today. What will happen when I die? What does that mean about the way I should live? Stripped of their dogmatic flourishes, every worldview boils down to the what-what. These are the inherent questions of the super-unknown. Finally, prayer is the pro's antidote to anxiety. All men are subject to the emotions of fear and worry. In proper measure, they are an important part of the bundle of instincts that protect us from danger. Fear keeps us clear of the lion, and worry spurs us to teach our sons to do the same. As such, fear and worry are necessary for self-preservation. Anxiety is an emotion that all men can expect periodically. It is part of the flux. What is unexpected is the timing of it and the degree to which it will hinder acceleration. As a result, anxiety is a condition that has elements of both the expected and unexpected. We can get ready for some aspects of it, but must be ready for others. When anxiety arises unexpectedly, it is the man who is in right relationship with his creator who is best able to withstand it because he will be equipped with hope. To have hope and the Creator, a man must speak to him every day through prayer. It is a positive habit, one of the bricks that comprise a high-impact man's guardrails, the foundational precepts that protect and incentivize his acceleration to advantage. They make the difference between the pro 
and the amateur. With that as an overview, here's the substantive portion from a classic episode of the 43 Feet Podcast with Dread and Dark Helmet talking about prayer. Anyway, there's there your self-effacing parenthetical, oh, which leads us to the opening. Let's roll that. Oh, that's a good idea. And, and we're back. back. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. Well, that brings us to the uh, substantive portion. The substantive portion, which uh, this week's about prayer. Did you know that? I did know that. So it's just kind of taking us into that third section yeah. of the of the get, get right. right. You know, yeah, the first so we... section being the you know the, the relationship with yourself, king, mm-hmm. queen, and jester. Second section being relationship with those in close proximity and your concentrica, mm-hmm. your individual concentratica, as we call it. <laughs> uh, now we're into the third section, which is your relationship with the creator. Yeah. Uh, and what we call faith. This right? is a pretty controversial one, I think. Uh, it is, but we're going to be we're, extremely diligent uh, yes. in our attempts to be both informative and yet not offensive to anyone who might uh, differ with us. Agreed. So let's first uh, point out, as we like to do, that mm-hmm. it's the Q1.10 oh, yes. in point our <laughs> idiotic numbering system. If you're following along. That's right. The statement for prayer is the daily discipline of talking with the Creator in order to build faith. Yes. Daily. Right. Discipline. Yes. So must be done every day, or we're advocating that it's done every day. Discipline meaning something you have to work your way into, uh, mm-hmm. like any other discipline. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not necessarily supposed to be easy, not like falling off a log. Of talking with the Creator, it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, the point of it is, the purpose of it is to build faith. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'll ask questions in a minute. Go. All right. You just, you just uh, storm up there, yeah, Doa. Mm, I'll hold it. I can... <laughs> For those who've ever seen Doa thinking, it's fun to watch. All right, there's three Socratic as always. There's a lot of clicking, thought-provoking, deep up to thought-provoking questions that go with uh, faith. First one is, or go with prayer. Does faith play a role in leadership? Mm-hmm. Does faith play a role in leadership? Second Socratic, how did we get here? Parenthetically, anyway, anyway, it's not in there. But how did we no, get but, here? But, but it should be. Third Socratic, are fear and worry bad things? Are mm. fear and worry bad things? All right, let's pick up the spurs, right? The spurs are yes. the, uh, takeaways. the takeaways that help you to recall uh, the substance of it. First takeaway, first spur is a virtuous leader must have faith. A virtuous leader must have faith. Now, let's define a virtuous leader, which mm-hmm. is simply an effective leader who also possesses the leadership virtues. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to get deeply into what an effective leader is uh, in the next right. quadrants, we, yeah. talk about it, but essentially it's somebody who is actually able to good at it influence movement right. to advantage yeah. right i mean <laughs> not that's, just a person who holds a leadership position but a man who actually leads right so we try to draw a distinction between somebody who just holds a position which is right. really governance mm-hmm. you know they they have power right you know whether it's by election or fiat or whatnot they have right. power in the organization whether or not they're able to influence movement to advantage is a different story if they are then they're, they're effective doesn't mean they're virtuous mm-hmm. uh, because Virtuous means that they embrace and 
uh, exemplify those things that we want in our leaders. So whereas effectiveness is about what a leader does, virtue is about who he ideally is. Two mm-hmm. separate things. Adolf, you, Hitler, was, was Adolf Hitler was effective. You are very, yeah. Not virtuous, so virtuous. Not so virtuous. Jimmy Carter was virtuous, not so effective. Nah, not as effective. Uh, so faith, you yeah. know, uh, is a man's right relationship with his creator, you know. So that, that means he's in the upright position, in the mm-hmm. proper, locked and upright position with his creator. Uh, it is essentially faith, the way we define it in F3, no particular faith, but a belief in something outside of oneself. Yes. That's that's how we define faith. Now, we use the word creator to to help people kind of wrap their right, you know, have right. a noun or something, but however you visualize that. Yeah, but but there's, there's some way, there's some outside of you code or something to which you uh, subscribe that, that that's kind of what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. There's some a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. You are you are not the uh, end all and be all. You didn't set anything in motion. Right. Um, and you are not really in control of what's going on. That's I mean, the idea of faith. You right? can make some choices in there That's right. to some degree, but That's right. but yeah. All right. Now, uh, faith, uh, this belief in something outside of oneself is accelerated in three ways prayer, study, and meeting. Mm-hmm. Prayer being the subject of what we're here to talk about today. And we said that's the daily discipline talk with the Creator. Study is the daily exploration into the foundation of faith. That would be for next week. Mm-hmm. And meeting is the public manifestation of faith, and that's corporate worship, more yeah. or less. Yeah. But these are three components of faith and represent the three cue points that uh, are part of that. First of all, and always, we need to give this Christian disclaimer. I am a Christian. Yes. You, darkest of all helmets, are a Christian. We're different kinds of Christians. There's lots of different denominations. None mm-hmm. of that really matters to us in F3, nor does it matter what your particular belief system is. We advocate in F3 for the acceleration of faith in men of all creeds. Whatever that may Whatever be. Whatever that may be. We like to use the example of a druid because you don't really come across too many druids. Not very so many. So it's something easy to hold up as an example. Right. right. So if you happen to be a druid, a worshiper of Stonehenge or whatever, I'm not really sure. Right. Uh, accelerate that. So uh, can I ask questions now? Yes. I have questions. Uh, so what about, so uh, first question is, obviously, we've, we've said it, Christianity, sure, that that's fine. Uh, Judaism, any accepted large world religion makes sense to say, you know, we, we accept all men and we believe that those those men uh, ought to be focused on uh, some whatever their faith, tradition, or belief system is, uh, even down to, you said, Bob Dylan, spiritualist. Sure. Right? Doesn't matter. Whatever you believe in that's outside yourself. As long as it's outside yourself. What about the guys who don't? believe in something outside or, or claim atheism as uh, as their belief system, I guess. Well, so I'm open to argument about this, but I don't think you meet too many people that say they're an atheist. I mean, they may say it okay. and then go on to talk about how the earth wants us to do this or okay. you know, the, get in touch with the universe. So saying, I'm like, well, wait a second. I thought you just said there was no force. It's more a rejection of a single patriarchal type situation. I, I think it's they're more a-religionists. Ah, okay. Then atheists. Then they are theists. Yeah, they believe in something. They believe in something. Most. Most. Is it? But not everybody. In okay. fact, there's an awful lot of people that would call themselves Christians who are actually themselvesisms. Yeah. <laughs> right? I've seen some on TV. <laughs> I don't. I don't think atheism is the opposite of Judeo Christianity. I think mm-hmm. that selfism is. Yeah. Okay. Because if you're a, if you truly believe, my mother was a little bit like this. Uh, if you truly believe that the earth is running things in some way, like you know, then you're believing in something outside yourself. Yeah. So even nature. Yeah, and I would qualify. disagree with my mom. I would just say, Mom, I'm just you know we agree on a lot. You're just worshiping the thing that was created by 
by the thing I worship. Right. Slight so difference. It's like uh, you're, you're one level down from where I'm yeah. going. But yeah. She's, you know, product of the, the 60s or whatever. So she's kind of a, you know, Bob Dylan spiritualist mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not really arguing that. Um, what right. I am advocating on behalf of is the idea that without a belief in a power outside of oneself, a man will have no choice but to view himself as king of the world. There yeah. really isn't anything left. You know, I mean, that's almost a binary choice. If you don't think that there's some force out there right. that uh, has some input into into setting the whole thing in motion and how it moves, then what else is in charge? Well, you must be, right? right. Yeah, I move the earth. Yeah, you're the king of the world. Yeah, yeah and that, that the problem with it is that it tends to turn you into a jackass, which right. is a man who lives for himself rather than living third. Because if there's nothing to look at, right. there's nothing up there or down there or wherever you're likely to look into the wind as bob dylan would do if there's nothing if there's nowhere to look then you're going to place yourself in front of everyone else and that doesn't work for f3 f3 we live third right right i mean f3 you're behind your creator in your community so that's that's kind of what we mean you know and this kind of idea of living first it it isn't good for you either it's a rickety throne my friend and that rickety throne must tumble down before you can get right yeah that's why faith uh, is important and, uh, and why a virtuous leader must have faith. So, and again, I, I, I don't know that I can... By the uh, way, you know, yeah, yeah. while we're on it, you know, Hitler did think he was king of the world, you know? Right. As did Caesar. Yeah. And as do, do a lot of authoritarian knuckleheads when they get down to the end of the day. Right. They deify themselves. And it's a... And so they start... dangerous. Yeah, that would say they start treating the world as though they are in charge sure. of it. And then lots of bad things happen. They subjectify. Yeah. All those around them, because if you if you are the king of the world, then there is nothing to serve. Truth, yeah, but yourself, but yourself. Yeah. So the second spur. Well, real quick, unless though. you got a question, yeah, I just had you a, have a, a quick. You have an eye eyebrow raised look <laughs> on your face. Yeah, I did. I mean, you can hear the yeah. the, the clicking. So, um, <laughs> there's about to be output. Um, so the uh, where guys get caught up, I, I just I don't feel like I can uh, hammer this home hard enough and and say it enough times to really uh, help you understand that. When when uh, when Dredd says this, right, that he doesn't care, and that in F three we don't care what it is, we, we actually really legitimately mean it. We have we have a belief in and of ourselves of what we think the right way is, but we're not going to judge whatever you think your right way is. Like as long as it is something bigger than yourself, and you can recognize that there is service needed to your community, and you end up living third, it, it's all good. Am I well, right? Well, I want to. That's just a clarify. Little, yeah, I want to clarify that a little because, I mean, we all have beliefs about everything. Sure. You know, I, I believe that the best, you know, the best way to work out is kind of a run-in boot camp. Mm-hmm. And if you show up and you say, "Dread, what do you think the best way to get and stay in good overall physical condition is?" You know, to get my three S two T, I'm gonna say, "Man, you know, come on, you know, kind of boot camps every other day, maybe mm-hmm. some running and a little rucking." You know, and uh, because I haven't gotten injured, knock, knock, in a long time doing that, and I feel very fit, you know, I'm going to advocate on behalf of that. Sure. And if you say, well, I think it's just as good to, to spend three days a week in the gym, I'm going to say, I disagree. Sure. Parenthetically, respectfully. Right. You know, queen. But you're not going to judge a man and tell him. No. And be like, you can't be here and we don't want anything. Well, let's be clear about when I say judgment. Okay. When, you know, from my belief system, judgment is not allowed. Right. I'm not allowed to judge because that places me above you, king of the world style. Right. So I can observe and criticize and say, I don't know if you should be bench pressing 395 pounds there, Uh I could say that, but that doesn't mean 
that's different than me saying, and thus you are a knucklehead or a meathead. Exactly. And that's, that's what I'm trying right. to, yeah. So a guy comes in, he's a Bob Dylan spiritualist, which I used to be. He says, look, I don't think all this stuff in the Bible makes any sense. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. I might say, well, interesting you say that. I often felt that way myself. But problem is, I found I could hear in the wind whatever I wanted to. Did you ever have that problem? That's what I would call a debate. Sure. Or even an argument. Maybe. In the best sense of the word. In the best sense of the word. Right. But it's not a judgment that says, I put you beneath me. That was, that's what I was trying to sure. get to. Is where you say, we don't want you around here. You're not welcome well, around oh, here. Well, you're, you're talking you about know. preclusion. No. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. No. And to be truth, the truth of the matter is, you can be a jackass, too. If I you mean, want. you can show up at F3 and say, I think I am the king of the world, as long as you don't act like it. Because people will get worn out by that. Right. But even then, no one's going to throw you out of F3. Fair. But, but in order to be a virtuous leader... That would be our position. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That that you will not be able to bridge the gap yeah. from effectiveness to virtuousness if you don't have a belief in something outside yourself. And that's the the line I was I, I kind of wanted to, I'm glad to hit you, on because you focused I, on it. I, I fear that guys will hear this and go, well, if I don't if I don't kind of jive with that, then I then maybe I don't belong here. Hey man, no. I think there's virtuous leaders in uh, there were virtuous druid, druid leaders. I assume. Um, I know there are virtuous leaders in uh, the Judaic tradition and the sure. uh, Muslim tradition. I know that. Yeah. I've read about it. Right. So while I am a Christian, and if you want to argue it in a good way. He's very happy I'd to. be happy to do it. <laughs> but at the end of that argument, you say, well, you know, I find what you said interesting, but I'm not persuaded. I'm going to say, vaya con Dios, brother. And I mean that. Vaya con Dios. Yeah. You know, I, the fact that, that you... Uh, as a Jew, for instance, not you, but right. one who a is person, Jewish, yeah. says, you know, I don't believe the Messiah has yet come to earth, I would say. You know, I disagree, but fine. Yeah, okay. We're all going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, your wrongness will be, you know, no, I mean, yeah. that that's, yeah. we're grown men, right? We're supposed Absolutely. to discuss it. Right. The only thing I would reject is the, the, the muzzling that Goo Nation would try to put on men. Yes. And have us not I talk about it at all. Right. That, that because, I reject. Because the talking about it is somehow going to hurt my feelings or sure. you know, whatever it might be. Look, if, you, if your feelings are hurt by hearing what I believe, then I, this might not be a good group for you. Although I would still say keep coming. For sure. And, and turn away when people are talking about <laughs> right. stuff like that. Or you know, become that much stronger in your yeah. whatever. Or whatever. You know? Or make your best argument. Sure. Maybe the answer is blowing the wind. I don't think so. But if it is, make your best argument. Convince me. Persuade me. He is persuadable. I'm persuadable. That's very true. All right, All right let's continue. go to the second spur. I'm glad you clarified that. Second spur is that prayer provides answers. Prayer <coughs> provides answers. A hymn needs to know the truth so he can live it out, right? Yeah. EQV style. That's like Juan Vaderas, right? He's got to know the truth. A hymn doesn't want to just be. He, I mean, he just don't want to seem. He wants yeah. to be. He be rather be. than seem. Right. Mascot just wants to seem. So knowing the truth is important, and that's kind of how you get there, through prayer. The prayer, the pro praise so that he can be prepared on the one hand, right? That's preparedness. Right. On the other hand, so he can associate with what he's doing, you know, these things that are under control, his control, what yeah. he's doing with what is happening in the world around him, these things he can't control. Mm -hmm. You know, prayer it helps Helps him that. to make sense right. of what like, is happening. Wait a second. I just, I've done all these things right, and yet this has happened to me. I don't understand that. I mean, there ain't nowhere else to turn. Right. <laughs> I mean. Again, you can turn to yourself, or you can turn outside. That's right. Yeah. Right. At the heart of all religions is really the same question, and that's the what-what. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the inherent question of the super-unknown. What exists outside the known world, what we can see? Those are two questions, two what's. What will happen when I die? Mm -hmm. I mean, all religions break down to that. Second, 
what does that mean about the way I should live now? (laughs) Because if I'm going to meet a creator that's going to say, uh-uh, that's not what you're supposed to do, well, I better get it, tighten it up now, right? Yeah, whatever that may be. Whatever whatever that may be. You know, and if you've ever seen that rictus of fear on a face of a man who knows he's about to die and really wishes he thought about this stuff before right then, Mm. you know, that's a scary thought. I mean, thinking about what's going to happen when I die, yeah. that's people have been doing that forever. Prehistoric man did that. Right. You know, when the lion killed his son, he's like, huh, why did that happen? Maybe I need to, right. you know, <laughs> maybe put up, put up a lion statue. What, I mean, yeah. what do I got to do? I mean, we've all thought about that as human beings. Right. How do I serve the force, the force out there? That's just human nature. And prayer is the best way to get there. Answering that what, what? Takes us to the third spur. Prayer is the prose antidote to anxiety the pros antidote to anxiety now we're all subject darkest to the emotions of fear and worry right yes in fact they're good things yeah that's an interesting because you know in that in that socratic i right. uh, are they good go, things right are they i mean picture a man who's not afraid oh a lion i'll show him right <laughs> fear keeps um, you clear of the lion right, right? i mean yeah. that's clear now or worry i don't worry about anything well don't you think you should teach your son to be Afraid of the lion. Not worried about it. Not worried about that. Well, of course. That doesn't make any sense. Because I'm the king sense. of the world. Yeah. But fear and worry being emotions that keep us alive and help us protect those around yeah. us can run amok, right? They can yes. They can be uh, turned into full-blown anxiety. Now, anxiety is the same kind of emotion, but it has no actual subject. So you Which wake up you, in the middle yeah. and go, what is that sound I just heard? Well, that's a roaring lion. I'm afraid. That's a good one. Right. And you wake up in the middle of the night, what was I don't that? hear anything, but, I'm, but well, I'm, I'm scared. I'm sure they're out there somewhere. They're out there somewhere. That's yeah. anxiety, right? Well, and the problem is, is that fear can motivate you to do a thing, and anxiety can do nothing but cripple you. Well, get you into, running in, in circles at best, right? Yeah. It's a jester. Yeah. Anxiety is a jester that hinders acceleration. Yeah. You're anxious. You know, what, 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 you know I met with a guy, um, I don't want to say what day because he'll figure it out. Right. Very recently, who told me he was very, very afraid of something. And I said, well, what is it? And he goes, I just can't really define it. I just want it to go away. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? The only advice I got to you is pray about that. Because if you can't identify it, you know, when you can yeah. identify it and say, you know, if, if you're a lawyer, I'm afraid of this trial, well, you can prepare. Right. Because right? you know the, what's going right. to be there. There's a thing. It's That's an actual right. thing. That's right. Or I'm afraid my kid, you know, is not going to be a good driver and going to crash into something. Well, you can spend go some more time training. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but if you're just generally afraid, well, that's anxiety, right? Yeah. And I don't know what else you're going to do, right? Um, well, with no object, then the only choice your your little guinea pig brain has is to loop back on itself and just continue to... Well, there's there's really know. four choices. Um, you know, I just try to figure this out yeah, logically. Sure. You know, so anxiety threatens to run amok in your life, right? You're right. feeling it. Every day it's getting worse. You can surrender to it. Okay, sure. Right? Um, you know, that's one thing you can do. Uh, what you're going to find is it doesn't work. <laughs> Surrendering just doesn't work, right? The well, that's what I say, because right. it'll just keep just looking back. Just give into it, right? It, there's no you're way. You're just going to gonna lead an amateur life. Yeah, because you'll never do anything. You just never do anything. You know, at, at best, you'll be a mascot. Yeah. You know. Yeah, trying to make your, it look like something's going on. Right, trying, right. you know, but your boat's capsized, man. Anxiety's yeah. got you. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, that's, that's the best thing you can do is, is pretend you're it's not. The, it's the, the duck where everything looks calm on the surface, but underneath, man. Them little orange leg. feet. <laughs> them little orange feet, they're going crazy. They're going crazy. All right. Next level up, I guess, would be to conduct a solo battle. I guess mm-hmm. that's better than surrender, but it's still going to be a failure, right? I mean, anxiety is too powerful yeah. to battle by yourself. 
it's just it doesn't work. But plus, there's an element of objectivity here. That's if, it, yeah. if you are you have fear and worry, and you're trying to decide whether that's anxiety, and you go, ah, it's just anxiety. I'll fight it. You might actually have been right. <laughs> you know, there was a legit yeah. thing to be afraid of. You know, and getting some objectivity from another guy and say, look, man, this this is the light I see. In the tunnel, is that right. another train, or is that just a, is that just the the, the daylight? Man, the end you know? of the tunnel. What am yeah. I what am I looking at? You know, getting somebody to help you with that is is cool. So, you know, solo battle, which is why Whetstone, yeah, could well, be so important because well, that guy theoretically may be further down the tracks and can sure. holler. And tell well, that's kind of why we were talking about it. Right. Uh, so, you know, surrender being a non-starter, solo battle being better, but you know, ultimately still a fail. Not great. Now, third choice when faced with anxiety is to seek help. Mm-hmm. Right, that really is as you alluded to, the basis of the shield lock. Right. Right. Uh, but still, ultimately, if that's all you do, that's unfruitful because you're still trying to control things rather than be prepared for them. Yeah. Still trying to control it. The only thing that really works at the end of the day with anxiety is, you know, with the help is then also to pray about it because here's what anxiety really is. It's part of the flux, right? It's that up and down, periodic feeling. Mm-hmm. That you get, that sometimes you're on a mountaintop, sometimes you're down in the valley. You just can't control it. In our lives, we just suffer from that as men, as human beings. Yes. That's just the way Part it of is, deal. right? Um, and preparedness uh, is is what gives you that right relationship with the Creator before it hits. Yeah. It's right. So you know it's coming. Flux and, antidote. Flux antidote. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> we're doing this on a Monday. We always do it on Friday. Yeah. But I was downrange for spring break. You know, this morning after a week away or whatever, I mean, I woke up fluxed. Mm. I mean, I woke up at my regular time. I didn't want to wake up. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to the workout. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to do all the things. I, I don't know what it was. I was like, all I really want to do is go to sleep. Yeah. You know, but uh, prayer is an ingrained habit that I have. I said, oh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to pray. You know, and I did that. And maybe about, uh, it takes you maybe about 15 minutes. Probably about halfway through, I forgot about. Yeah, I was gonna say you just forgot about it. Yeah, it's weird, and I didn't even remember it till I was driving back from the workout. <laughs> Isn't that weird? No, I mean, you yes know, and no, right? You know, and part of it was, you know, um, we got to the workout and she was, you know, a week off, mm-hmm. and I lost my edge. Isn't that crazy? I'm just crazy. We got a week off, and I and I felt like I was running underwater, you know. Yeah, and. Uh, at the end of the workout, I was talking to a guy who needed a little bit of help, and I was talking to him about something. I felt good about that. I got in the car. I was like, man, thank God I got through that workout, and you know, thank God that I could help this guy. And I'm like, and I was driving home, and I'm like, oh, I forgot about the flux. I'm supposed to be feeling bad. You know, right. you know it went away, <laughs> right? I mean, prayer, you know, yeah. prayer does that. It, 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 it helps you uh, with one very important thing, and that's hope. Mm. And I wanted to find that F3 style. You know, yeah. uh, It's not a hopey, changey you know, kind of thing. Right. This is... A confident expectation of a positive future outcome. Confident, right? right? Believe it's going to happen. Positive future outcome. Not today. No, but it's a yeah. The outcome, you know, what's going to happen is is going to be positive Mm -hmm. uh, because I've turned my life over to something bigger than me, right? Because I was relying upon myself. Yeah, when when the flux is nailing me, I wouldn't have worked out. No, I wouldn't have gone back to bed. I'd gone back to bed. That would have turned into Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. I'm sucking on a crack pipe on manana, Mm -hmm. you know. Before I know it, seven days have gone by, and and here now you're two weeks in. Yeah, I mean yeah. that that's the critical part of hope, and it's not self-generated. 
it requires that sense of something bigger than me. Yeah. It's control. Real hope. That that yeah. to me is hope. That's like confident expectation. Self, self-generated hope is, right. is a poster in your you know, in it's, your closet or something. It, it's got to start with a firm belief that some force outside of me is directing events. And most importantly, Franklin, mm-hmm. that that force has our best interest in mind. You know, like that, that yeah. whatever it is, you know, and for me as a Christian, that's Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. God, Holy Spirit and all that. Uh, for a, um, for a Druid, I don't know, for a Bob Dylan spiritualist that the wind's blowing in the right direction that everything's right. going to work out for the good in the universe and all that stuff. I mean, all these tradi- faith yeah. traditions all kind of lead back to the same place, right? Yeah. Because there wouldn't be any good if they didn't. If if if, if a right, if a belief <laughs> no, system no. didn't involve just involve right, just it's like being nope, sad. right. What are you what are you praying to? This thing that would like to see me destroyed. I mean, <laughs> you're probably going to quit that after a while, right? You know, you're probably yeah. going to quit that after a while. But but believing that this thing outside of myself, this force, is in control and has my best interest, that's where that's where hope comes from, right? Yeah. Through prayer. The him builds his relationship with that force, you know, mm-hmm. just in the way, same way you get in shape, you know, and the more you pray, the better relationship is in the same way, the more you work out, the better relationship with your body is mm-hmm. the same way, the better you serve your wife, the better that relationship is always the same, right? Yeah. And that's why it's got to be a daily discipline. It is a positive habit that comprises uh, a high impact man's guardrail. It's got to be, mm-hmm. you know, it is really, it's the second thing I do. First thing I do is get on that scale every morning. Oof. Second thing I do is break open that you know uh-huh. prayer book, man. Sit down yeah. and go take myself through my routine, through my discipline. Um, don't always feel like doing it, right? Um, never, never sorry when it's over. Same thing. A lot of men like say about the workout, right? Yeah. Yeah. Many days don't feel like doing it. Nope. Never sorry when I did it. Very rarely. Always, always yeah. the truth. Yeah. Uh, it really does mark the difference between the pro and the amateur. I'm going to give a couple quick tips, please, about prayer. Yeah. Um, number one, wherever you start and start at the beginning. I mean, if all you can do is do it for 30 seconds, do it for 30 they seconds. Do that, yeah. You know, like anything else. Yep. Same way if you can't run, walk. Right. If you can't walk, crawl. Crawl, walk, run. Start at the beginning, right? Yeah. Number two, don't worry if you fall asleep. Yeah. I've had so many yeah, guys I've, I've talked to that's like, yeah. man, I, I feel so guilty because I fall asleep. Don't you think that might be the answer to your prayer in that moment? <laughs> I mean, well, that's what you needed, right? You know, I, yeah. I used to have that problem. Uh, and next week of study, I had the same problem. I started studying the Word yeah. and I would fall yeah. asleep. You know, that doesn't yeah. happen anymore because I've gotten my feet have gotten tougher, right? Sure. The same way when you first start a workout, you're like, you, you know, you, drop, just, yeah, you fall behind or whatever, throw up, whatever. Mm. No, these are things that, that are part of you becoming stronger, yeah. right? So don't worry about that. Just start. Don't worry about what you're praying about. But if you're looking for something, how about this? How about uh, acknowledging that you adore the Lord, right? Yeah. Or the, the wind or whatever, whatever. it is you're praying to. How about uh, confessing uh, yeah. things you've done wrong? Here's Feels where I could have done chest, better. Right? Yeah. How about being thankful? Mm-hmm. Right, and how about supplicating? Supplicating just means asking for other people. So if you just keep it that simple, you say, "Lord, I adore you. Thanks for being there." Yep. I confess yesterday I was a jackass. Here's how. Please right. forgive me for that. Thanksgiving. Hey, I'm thankful for today. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks for being upright. I want to go out and be the bacon. I have another day to be the bacon. Right. right? And supplicate. Hey, my neighbor, his dad just died, and he's hurting. Can yeah. you go and Can you go and heal his heart for him? Right. That or, took what, or thirty help, seconds. Yeah. Right. Help me to know how to help right. him. Or whatever you start it is. that. You start with that, pretty simple stuff, yep. uh, and before you know it, that'll expand out. You know, over time with me, it's expanded out to more things, being a little more complex, got more things in my mind. Uh, but that daily discipline of doing it and doing it early in the morning, uh, yeah. just like the workout. What I found is if I say, well, I'm not saying if you're a lunch player, that's fine. What I found is if I didn't do it early, like everything else is important, if I didn't do that it'll, first. It'll get caught somewhere in that. you get caught somewhere day. else, right? Yep. Uh, that's just the way it goes. Um, 
And I'll say this, Franklin. Yeah. Because this is what happened to me. I wasn't always a man of faith. But I waited patiently for the Lord. Mm-hmm. I really did. And he inclined and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit and out of the mire and the clay. And here I am now. You know what, Frank? What's that? You got a face for radio. Bro. <laughs> this is a podcast. I know. It is. Pray that it's more. <laughs> Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. Oh,